Welcome to Wizard Team, a Black magical podcast for Black magical stories. Hi everyone, it's Bayana, Robin, and Portia embarking on a journey through the many fantasy stories written by and about Black people. Currently, we're reading Amari and the Night Brothers by B.B. Austin, and today we're discussing Chapter 29. What happened before we got to find Chapter 29? Well, you may remember that um, this time for the thing, the culminating event that we've been waiting for since we found out that Amari had to try out in order to be able to get that much closer so figuring out where her brother is. That's right. It's the junior agent tryouts. Um, Do we get a lot of space, uh, page time given to this? No, because you know what the... As guys friends looks like we know that amari's been in the library in those books trying to figure out all the information she can about this magical world so for the most part we get a couple of chapters telling us that amari took standardized tests written on actual paper not on the computer or in some cool vr fashion uh literal paper test um and then she teamed up with dylan to do the Van Helsing maneuvers and um, their sky sprint tryouts and they took down two of their opposing teams um, who were going out for the tryout. Um, but then, as promised, Dylan comes through um, and allows Amari to take his time that he was supposed to have for his demonstration, uh, his supernatural ability uh, demonstration. And instead calls Amari to the stage. Um, of course, this immediately comes with pushback from his villain, awful father, who was like, you gotta Reclaiming get Reclaiming my time! Stage. Mm. Uh, he's like, young lady, you don't belong here. Uh, you are, like, he literally is like somewhere between a really crappy middle-aged heckler at a comedy show and like, Kovu, you are not uh, one of us. You are not. But, like, without <laughs> or the like octaves or the range but he's that's the vibe he's trying to give Amari as she just does her presentation um and she uses that time to show us all uh why magicians and illusionists put in particular um that contribute so much to just making life a little bit more joyous a little bit more wondrous and why um they really haven't missing out by literally pushing out a whole class of people because of some stories they've had about bad people in that range but it's there's just a lot going on there um and Amari does her best to like showcase why they should not be pursuing her in that way at least um but before she can actually revel in at least seeming to turn some of the crowd before she can revel in the fact that like she was able to do the thing that she's been wanting to do show how good she is at being a magician and how um she's kind of like because has owned her own ability in it um she goes backstage and there's two agents waiting in the wings by van helsing's orders and before they can even arrest her or you know just like detain her um there are screams <laughs> in the crowd in the audience and amari's confused the agents are confused they pop out and what do they see but some hybrid giant bats taking over the whole I guess, like, uh, auditorium. Everyone's an array. Everyone's running. And that's where we leave off on Amari. As you were talking about um, Amari and, like, doing the paper test and stuff, I was thinking about, 
we remember when Amari comes back home and um, Jaden gives her that pep talk and it's like, I guess it is difficult to believe that you are that girl when Quentin is also your brother. And she's like, oh yeah, Quentin is a super genius, so I shouldn't be comparing myself to him. Um, do you know how difficult it is to like be like, oh, I read these books once and I, I aced that class. Like I, right. I studied, I crammed, and then I aced it. Like I like she she felt like I got on in like I'm good. And that is like you you have to like it's like it's a reminder of how smart she is. Like she got a scholarship to Jefferson. Um she is Quentin's little sister, but like she is no slouch in her own right. Yeah. And I I know that we know that in terms of her like, you know, like determinist and like determinedness. Is that right? Is that a word? Determination. Determination, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and in like her perseverance and all of these things that we've seen. But like that was like, I don't know why when you like mentioned that in the recap portion I was like oh no and she's like book smart like she's street smart mm-hmm. she's like you know smart like all of these things and and she's like a bean and empathetic and kind and wants to be a really good person but like she's also just like really like book smart yeah it's not easy to just all of these people got tutors and they get in their handheld and she spent mm-hmm. some time in the library and was like, I got. She it. was like, I got most of these answers right. I'm sure. Yeah, might have might have missed like that one. That was a, it was a trick question. Might have missed it, but everything yeah, else. But she felt confident. Like, yeah, that's just impressive. Mm-hmm. For sure. The thing about being that smart though is that you don't you because I have this all the time. If I can do it, then I just assume anyone can do it because I don't feel like it's like that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I find out like, no, this is something that like. Your, your ability to focus and do all this stuff is like not something that everyone has. So that is not the thing. So you kind of like take it for granted. You take your own self for granted. Um, so I can see how she could easily just be like, oh, I'm just like, one, she's also in the moment. She's like, she's probably freaking out the most about trying not to get kicked off stage. So yeah. it's probably not in her brain that that's the thing she should worry about the most right now either. Yeah, and I don't think that like she even sees it as impressive. And like, cause it, it it's not, it's, it's like a, like you said, it's like a two sentence, you know, here are the facts. And I just, in that like recap, I was like, oh yeah, but that is still impressive. Whether she recognizes it or not, I recognized it. And um, I just wanted to say that. So yeah, uh, no, Mari was my MVP last chapter and I stand by it. Stand by it. Yep. Um. All right. So. There are piercing screeches as the giant bats descend from the rafters with their fangs bared. Dozens of agents scale the walls to meet them head on. And like, shout out to them for being ready. You know, they're like, yeah, we're going to watch this show, but I got my sky sprints on. <laughs> got my stun stick yeah. in the holster. We're not, we don't, Keep we're not that playing. that thing on me. I know we're in the like, quote unquote, safest place in the unknown world, but we're not, we're not just going to be left hanging. Um, so Agent Magnus calls to Amari. He's standing at the edge of the stage, waving her towards him. Um, when she gets over to him, he throws an arm around his shoulder or around her shoulder, sorry, and leads her off the stage, up the aisle toward the exit where Director Van Helsing and a few agents are helping people out of the auditorium. Um, so I really appreciate 
and like we've seen how magnus and fiona specifically like show up for her and just for the kids in general but like him like seeing her being like i'm i need to get you to safety like immediately um and just like just again being glad that there are people there that recognize that she needs protection and not just like because of what she can do for them or like you know whatever like it's very much just like nah this is this kid and like maybe magnus has a little bit more connection because of his like relationship with quentin but um i just appreciate when he's actually like looking out for her um and i mean um not professor director horace horace yeah like was like saying like you could be like we don't know how much danger you're in but you're in danger like these people are like this is like revolving kind of around you and i feel like a lot director van helsing for example i'm just gonna say i'm I'm Mm gonna put this on him like continues to forget that she is she is not like you said not protected but she's also kind of a target she Mm -hmm. is um not safe and magnus doesn't forget that like yes we want to get all of these kids to safety but like Amari is in a special kind of danger and I want to, I'm going to make sure that she's good. And so mm-hmm. shout out to Magnus. Yeah. Hold up. Let me. You saying that made me think about, um, I wonder if Amari is anywhere on a priority list for the department, mm. knowing that she's a magician and all the things attacks her happen. I'm wondering if, um, a Fiona or Magnus has like a level of like, they're supposed to be watching out for her, like as an assignment. Mm. because of her priority level for like being watched over i feel um, like she should be time. but is she because i kind of yeah is, you know what i mean because of who she is and because like, of if who it was, runs that department like who their who their bosses are yeah it feels much more like they're taking it on themselves versus it being something that's like like they recognize that if the if the threat wasn't if amari wasn't a magician but they had that threat then this would be like protocol but because she's a magician and their boss is a bigot it a uh, it's not there and I and they still are going to be like but but you know we do what's right so Mm -hmm. yeah so they're almost uh at the exit when there's an enormous crash something massive bursts through the wall it's a rhino hybrid which you know fun (laughs) love this for everybody involved um Magnus puts himself between it and Amari and says when I say go you hightail it out of here and don't look back got it the rhino so this is again why i yeah that's not the department for me dog yeah no yeah yeah no the rhino growls massive muscles bulging then it lowers its snout and charges um magnus shoves amari towards the uh exit and she whips her head around in time to see magnus and the beast tumble down the aisle um so amari's trying to like convince herself like magnus will be fine he's one of the best here like I got to make it to the exit. But then um, she glances through the hole the rhino made and realizes that there are dozens more hybrids. There's bears, panthers, gorillas, um, like just pouring through this hole And there. The agents are amazing, but the monsters are more than twice their size. Every time one falls, there's another one that's popping up out of thin air, take its place. Um, and then on top of that, like, there are a bunch of agents who are trying to handle evacuation. So, like, there's, there, you know, they have split um, duties, I guess, and aren't really able to, like, focus on just the attack itself. Um, so then, of course, Amari, being who she is, 
um, <laughs> grabs her stun stick and is like, shouldn't shouldn't I try to help? What would Quentin do? Like Quentin would tell you, my dear, to move. not even a junior agent yet to get to safety. Like that's what Quentin would do. He would be like, get out, like Magda said. This is definitely one of those moments, like, when you go on a plane and they say, like, you need to put, secure your face mask on yourself before you help anyone. This yeah. is, like, one of those things where it's, like, kids don't really understand, like, the reason why they, the, like, the, cortex is not... the reason why they are trying to get you out of here isn't just because they want to get you to safety, which is also, it's true, right? Mm-hmm. It, that is very much true. But it's also so that they can focus, because imagine... Yeah. Be the split focus of Amari over here trying to save me and she don't know what she doing. Like she just got here. Mm-hmm. I love that it's also showcasing how important Quentin's elder sibling um scale is for Amari as well. Cause like his she's using him as her moral compass. Like whatever um, Quentin would do is what is morally what she would align with doing. And she wants to do what he would do. Um and it's reminding me of like not uh, whatever my sister um I didn't have anyone that I was like that to work like oh like this person do it and then whatever um but um my sister when I left for college she told me she was hanging out with people that I um knew when I was working at my first job or whatever back home and they told her that I did stuff that I didn't do and she was like well they said that you did it and I was like you were talking to the wrong people. You should have been talking to this person. We were actually close. They were just in the same circle. And I'm like, I wonder, like, did she, like, think that, like, to go through with it? Because, like, she was like, well, if she did it, then maybe it's okay if I do it. And it's like, I didn't do it. Like, I, there led you astray. So, it's like, like, you have to be careful about making people your moral compass, you know, in so many mm-hmm. different ways. Because it really can, like, if people can use that against you as well. Yeah. Yeah, but it's absolutely. also, like, Magnus had told her at the beginning of the book, too, like, and I think Dylan, I don't know who said it, like, but would they really appreciate you putting yourself in, like, the things that they did for you to, for you to then just put yourself in danger in that mm-hmm. kind of way? Like, part of it is, yes, you do need to know when it's time to, like, step up and, like, what your moral compass is and, like, where you're going to stand up. But, like, you also need to know your limitations. Like, this is, like, yeah. the, the blind, like, rushing in without thinking through things. It's, like, if we're at a gunfight, and my brother is this top-notch sharpshooter and he would run towards the gunfight. Should I do that? I don't know how to shoot. <laughs> I don't know what, I, don't, I ain't never had I'm just learning. I'm just a like, trainee. I'm just I, learning. I'm a trainee. <laughs> I can do like, is that actually, Right. Is that actually the right thing, right? Like, I yeah. just got the Van Helsing faint or whatever they called it, like, mm-hmm. maneuver... And I've only been doing that in like the gym (laughs) for a week, you know, like it's, it's, so it is, it's like, I, I think it is a show of bravery and I do appreciate, like you said, like the the frontal cortex is not cortexing, Mm -hmm. Um, but thinking it from it, like this, this is like the hilarious thing about reading all these middle grades and YAs is like, now I'm at the big age where I'm reading it from the perspective of an adult and I'm like this is actually not helpful like you do need to just go <laughs> be safe so like, you just gotta be safe and like I yeah. appreciate how you can be the man in the chair happened. right and I also appreciate how this moment plays out 
Um, yeah. So like she grabs the stun stick, she steps into the chaos. She's panicking because she's like, there's agents and monsters. Everything's blurring around. She's overwhelmed. She doesn't know where to go, where, like where she's needed. She's in over her head. Um, like, so it's not like, and you know, there are moments. It's not to say that like it, Amari has definitely run off and done something, you know what I mean? And you know, like, and, and also in other books and stuff, there are characters that run off, they handle the thing, whatever. But I do like this moment of like her trying to help and then realizing like, there's no being way I can actually, yeah, being overwhelmed, <laughs> yeah. like actually, like I'm tripping. Um, and then Magnus snatches her back. So that's the other thing is like, he <laughs> was like, go. Is still keeping an eye on her. Realizes she has not le- yet she left. She's not gone over here with <laughs> also, her hand on the stick. And I know he's just like this child. And so he grabs her um, and is like, "What's the matter with you?" Like pulling him out, pulling her away. Um, this ain't a fight for a kid. Get over to Van Helsing. Make for the lobby. Go. So like, I appreciate that he didn't just leave and like, you know, trust her yeah. to like. <laughs> follow orders i guess but also just like not nothing they didn't trust her but just like is fighting but again it's split it's a split focus like he had now again he's still looking out for her and having to do that and that's taking away from like the battle that he's it makes it more dangerous for him yeah yeah it's like it's it's a lot of different things happening but i did appreciate that it's not like she just came out and like did some like yeah like some crazy like wild thing and again not that she won't ever do that in other situations but showing that like she does have some limitation um but i feel like the thing too is like for a couple things one is that i think it was fun in the description of him like he had his like his uh super scaled skin or whatever so like that was his thing so you can see in the moment that like you are not prepared the way this agent is prepared to like be defensive against people like you don't even have the reflexes to have like your skin off off and on like you don't have that like you have not built that muscle memory yet that's what training is training is Mm -hmm. to get yourself to the level where you things become muscle memory it's like and it's also the like tactical thing too like you have to yeah it's not just like you just learned like how to use these things not like then again like how to actually in combat yeah i as you say this, I do really, it's one thing I really appreciate about this book as a whole is that like B.B. Austin, maybe he's my MVP. Um, can we MVP the, <laughs> I know it's the character, but can we MVP the author? He's my, my, my co-MVP. But like, there are numerous moments in this book and throughout this book where we are like, oh, what? no, like even in the traps, they're not trying to kill them. They're trying to te- actually teach mm-hmm. them. They're not trying to put them in real danger. Um, and there are certain things that they do that is like, from a bureaucracy standpoint or a cultural standpoint, it's like wrong and the ethics are not there, but it's not. Like they take seriously they, that they have these kids in there. Like, yeah. And there's not like this, like, you know, oh, but if you believe and try hard enough, things will work out too. Because like the kids reading this book also need to hear, this is not a fight for a kid. I told you to go. (laughs) They need to hear that so that in real life, they're not like, well, if Amari can find it in their strength. It's like, nah, sometimes you got to run. This is not the sword and the stone. We're not expecting you to pull out a scalibur right, and then come right. straight into battle. Not, every, not everyone is the chosen one. Not all, <laughs> like even if you are the chosen one, sometimes not as today. a chosen one, you were chosen to go. Right, right. you were chosen to go. <laughs> You're chosen to to flee. Um, <sighs> and so I just like really like that in terms of like as, from a writing standpoint of like 
this sometimes is like you don't got you know, it sometimes you don't got it and like so and like so, sometimes you like you are a kid be a kid and like are you are learning be learning and so yeah i yeah. appreciate it I do okay so I also do love this like my last I think this is my last bit of Magnus standing for this chapter I think (laughs) this gives me like Avengers like I'm always angry vibes it just I can like see it in my head like a movie so Amari listens finally Magnus follows her uh just long enough to make sure she doesn't get any more ideas then he balls his fists um and his skin hardens into metal he flicks his wrist and his stun stick becomes a giant axe Flames erupt along the blades and he leaps through the hole in the wall back into battle. I'm just like, let's go. <laughs> also, I, I love that stun sticks have like customization. You know what that gives me? You know what that gives me? Shotgun X. Gives me? Shotgun Shotgun X. X. That's what I wrote Shotgun down. Shotgun X. <laughs> I wrote that down literally. It's like, it's a stun axe. It's just like Mac. I love it. I am now seeing Magnus as Mac in my head, and it's better. Uh, it's better. I, yeah, it's way better. We might have to yeah. like, shift my whole. When they make this into a movie, I know who you need to cast. Get, get, get Henry Simmons. Get him on the yeah. phone. <laughs> you just see him with his little like hat, and then like the little wooden. Also, office. because he does, he does like I don't want to be here so well. So, oh, oh, like, I just oh. want to take a nap. <laughs> It's such a good casting. I'm actually like freaking out about it. I just, it. I, <laughs> I, I understand that I'm a hero or whatever, but like, why? Why are we doing this? He has well, the like physique for it. Like, He's like, all of it. Fucking hybrid. <laughs> <laughs> Shotgun stunner. He was like, I was already stressed about trying to get make sure Amari was going to get through this uh, round of train of uh, tryouts. And here y'all come. Mm-hmm. Like, I wasn't already stressed enough. Yeah. No, I love that. I love that so much. So, Amari like gets we to... We can't be together in a discussion without S.H.I.E.L.D. coming up at some point. No. Like, I've never not had not a discussion gonna... where we did not talk about S.H.I.E.L.D. I don't think it's going like, to happen. Shield, we just need Shield to, like, have it. Phantom, like, Phantom Function S.H.I.E.L.D. About edition Shield? with the three of us. <gasps> Wait, Hell no, yeah. let's actually do that. I'm writing it down. Let's, Amari. Let's conclude. Um... <laughs> We'll so, save the rest for the fandom chat. Fandom function. Become a BNC baddie, and sooner <laughs> rather than later, we are going to have a full on. Well, I guess if you're listening to this, likely you're already a BNC baddie. <laughs> I think about it might be the tangent. It'll <laughs> probably get cut. So if you're, a I'm baddie, a, no, 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 do this, do this BNC baddie part. I'll figure out a way to put this in the main show. Okay, cool. If you want to listen to us nerd out about Shield and other Marvel related things, but mostly through the lens of Shield. You should become a BNC baddie on Patreon, patreon.com slash black nerds create. And then you can join our discord and then we'll talk with you about it. We don't know when yet. So whenever, baddie, whenever. when you become a baddie, then you mm-hmm. will get the notification when we decide to do it. Boom. Mm-hmm. All right. Boom. <laughs> okay. So um, Amari reaches director Van Helsing just as he sends off the last group. The director's eyes dart back and forth between the battle um, with the hybrids and the fight going on in the hallway. He frowns when he notices Amari, but it doesn't last long. He says, hurry and catch up with the others. So not to give him anything, but he's doing the bare minimum of m- making sure she gets to safety and not blaming her. His job. Yeah. <laughs> he's doing yeah. the bare minimum for his job. For his job. Um <laughs> But he's like monitoring not, the situation, and then and he's, he's not, telling and her he's not to go. Jumping, yeah, he's not jumping to conclusions and blaming her for it. Um, yeah. So you know, but that's it. He does. He gets nothing from from that. 
it's um so Amari ducks through the doorway. You deserve nothing. You get nothing. Um, it's like <laughs> I said, um, good day, sir. So the agents have stopped uh the last group from making a run for the elevators because a group of scary looking gorilla hybrids are close to breaking through the line of agents uh who are protecting the escape route. Um, Elsie no pops up. <laughs> um. She's in a researcher coat with uh in the group and uh basically she tried to wait for Amari but Director Van Helsing made her leave which you know best friends she's like I need I need my friend I need to make sure the way that I would yell at y'all though oh yeah I'd be like what are you doing here you had your own tryout like why are you even (laughs) why are you even on this floor like like in general too like if I found out that you risked your life to wait for me not save me just just to wait. If you don't meet me at the freaking excavation, both of y'all, this I'm yelling at Diana and Portia right now. I'm yelling at you. If we are in a building and you have, have to this- evacuate, you better meet me at the evacuation point. You better not be looking for me. Especially Diana. You know, you got leg issue. You better go. God damn it. I'll, I'll make my way there. This is me making- You better go, making- Portia, go. This is making me think that's like a plan we need to utilize anytime. Like we're, I'm going out with any friends or anybody anywhere. Like, okay, if I said if we have a point, this is where we're gonna meet up. Any every time we're gonna meet up, we're gonna meet up here. This is it. This is where we meet. Okay, all right, we're all gonna meet here. This tree is our is our meeting tree. Okay, cool. I have a bit of guilt because. You were waiting for me at the one place when you your ass should have been at the nah man no. I have been in a hotel when there was a fire alarm and it was like you can't get into elevators and we were like in a high floor so it was just all these people trying to go down all these floors on the stairwell, and it is a lot. Yeah. And yeah, it's so I can the chaos in this moment, but I just really love that Elsie, she had her own tryouts and she made her way to be in the last group so she really was doing her best to be the last one there to see amari and i just i love that she like she made her way to do that like that takes that's a real friend right there yeah again she could have she could have been smarter about it she she misguided but again the cortex she knew better frontal cortex she knew better um the frontal cortex ain't cortexing so she's supposed to be a genius elsie shrieks as a gorilla hybrid gets frighteningly frighteningly near i don't know how many times i've read that word out loud anyway um it's beaten back by an agent with a laser whip which sounds cool um elsie asks if they'll be okay amari says definitely but as soon as the word leaves her and as soon as the word leaves her mouth a sea of beige appears over elsie's shoulder um and it's a wave of wilderness ragers from creature control charging out of the lobby each with a flaming bird perched on their arm um so they're in their phoenix phoenixes in one synchronized motion the wilderness rangers point out targets and the birds take off colliding against the hybrids and exploding on impact as soon as the fiery ashes hit the floor the birds reform and strike again um and then the agents really literally the avengers assemble on your left no for real i love this i also really like also- that i i really like that like in this kind of situation Obviously, they're the only ones that we see who, like, come to the um, 
like come to help or whatever or come as backup but the fact that like all of these departments i assume will have like practical applications for this kind of situation you know what i mean they're not they're not in defense they, they can't like not defend themselves they're not waiting on the agents to come get them they're like no nah, we can go provide backup or whatever yeah. um so like i thought that was a dope um little thing also these phoenixes are badass like <laughs> i like this, I just yeah i like when they use a phoenix like i feel Probably like not phoenix, but it's a like... it's a you know they're in a bind i like in this world i guess or I, I don't know if this is true but i didn't know that phoenixes could just like burst into flames on command i thought that that maybe was like, it's a like of... in this world I only... you know what I mean? no that's what i'm saying i like that in this world and i like my yeah. only real like or not my only, but like the one that I go straight to is Fox. So I'm like, because you've seen, they all did. To be fair, we've also read and watched that so many times. That's right. Like, yeah, it's like in your brain as the, the definitive. Yeah, yeah. Phoenix. Uh, that and that's what I was saying. Like I like that it's like something like the book I'm reading right now, the trilogy I'm reading right now. She's a house cat. <laughs> The name of the series is called She Was a House Cat? No, it's called, um, it's like a part of this, like, there's like a couple of trilogies in this one, like, area, the Magiford series, but this is called, like, uh, I don't know the name of the trilogy is right off the top of my head, but it's the King's Captive, the King's Shadow, and then the King's Queen. And she is in the, like, basically she's a shifter but she shifts into a house cat so she's like i am the most useless supernatural i'm basically a human but i have this like weird ability and then she gets kind of captured not capped she gets adopted she gets rescued by this like elf king and um then she's like too scared to be like sorry sir i'm actually a shifter i'm a human because like he's in kind of like hiding or like she doesn't think that he would want her to know about him, but so she's like, she's like, okay, well, I'm just going to stay a cat and try to escape. Cats run away all the time. So she's like trying to get whatever. Anyway, the point is, is that there's Faye, it's a, it's a paranormal urban fantasy series, but like I was reading this and I was like, these elves are so different than any elves that I've read about. But then also I was like, this is probably like the Lord of the Rings level elves. Cause these elves are like the most powerful creatures. Mm. Um, and I've never heard of elves being the top of the supernatural food chain but it was cool because I was like I read so much like I was I just was on a I want to read Mercy Thompson but I shouldn't read Mercy Thompson again kind of thing that um, I found this series and I like the idea of like oh this is a whole new take on a shifter and this is a whole new take on like you know elves and stuff like that and so point of that is that I I do think Fox is like my go-to um this is what a phoenix what the phoenix mythology is and so it's nice sometimes to like read something that you love and like you know you're gonna read again and like really and and it be a different thing because it just reminds you that like these creatures and these myths like show up in stories everywhere but there are differences and it depends on who's writing the story.
In celebration of eight years of BNC, we've launched our Batty Road Trip Patreon campaign. Help us reach our goal of $1,000 a month in Patreon support by becoming a patron at any tier and stay tuned for fun content, community events, and more all summer long. Head over to www.patreon.com slash blacknerdscreate. So the agents use the wilderness ranger attacks to take advantage or get the advantage in the battle. One agent yells for the kids to get to the lobby. None of them need to be told a second time. A wave of relief surges through Amari as they start down the hall to the bottom of the U, um, away from the danger. Um, She turns to get one last look at the fighting and freezes. There's a masked figure in black sprinting across the ceiling straight toward the hybrids. Um, none None of the beasts attack. If anything, they're clearing a path. So this is clearly Moreau's apprentice. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. The figure is down the hallway in seconds, headed to the hallway leading to the great vault. No one seems to notice except Dylan, who turns and gives chase. Amari now is like... Well, Amari's realizing that Dylan, or is thinking that Dylan is um, trying to not only take the chance to stop it, but to prove that Maria is not the traitor. Um, so, you know, doing the kid thing we've seen twice now where they're just running into <laughs> danger. into danger thinking they can do something. That's, this is, this is, now we're three for three. Um, Elsie is like, what are you waiting for? But Amari is realizing that they're not just being attacked, they're being robbed. A junior agent shouts, uh, you two by the door, either come on or we're leaving you behind. This person is not like how is that (laughs) they're not getting with the program because but the thing is is that it can't be because we've already seen all of these like situations where agents who are higher ranking than this junior agent i'm assuming the junior agent is a kid because we've seen magnus we've even seen van helsing like (laughs) like (laughs) even the director van helsing like bigot asshole extraordinaire is like with the program of getting everyone to safety so like this junior agent, like we're leaving you behind. Somebody needs to report them. I don't know. Maybe that's like they need like to they start is... off with their training. They need to restart their training. Yeah, because, like maybe, no, no. Maybe he thinks he's like scaring them straight or something. Like he's not actually going. Yeah, he's not actually going to do it. You know, and your parents are like, "I'm a, I'm a. Don't make I'm me pull you this in car this over store. and leave you." Like, right. <laughs> yeah, you, you're not really going to leave me. But maybe he's like, they don't know me. They don't know that this is a. like a idle threat but like also maybe that's the kindest way to think of it (laughs) because this this i'm like the 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 messaging here you're not you're not following he hasn't been into a he hasn't been in a safe meeting yet you're not persuading anybody he has not been in a safe he doesn't know any protocols (laughs) he he knows zero (laughs) protocols um so that is not persuasive at all. Like, no. come or have, get left. Like, if I'm, if I'm planning like, don't make stay, me have to carry you. Right. Don't like, but if like, what if they were planning to stay? Then like, how is you telling them that they're gonna get left? Gonna be like, oh well, I was gonna stay anyway. So if I can get left, I guess I can stay. Like, what is? How does that? Yeah. It doesn't. It's not it's competing. Not, it's not clicking. No. Um. So Amari tells Elsie to go on without her. Um. Elsie's like, don't do it. You'll get yourself hurt. But Amari's afraid for Dylan. Um, you know, they're partners and whatever. Excuse me. Um, one of the agents shouts, hold the position. The hybrids aren't retreating. 
but they're not retreating. They've backed up to form a wall in front of the great vault. Um, Amari's like, well, Amari realizes she still has her sky sprints. So she dashes up the nearest wall, keeping close to the ceiling away from the fighting below. She has to get to the vault before it's too late. The old wooden door protecting the vault is wide open. Um, which it's not really clear how that happened because it's supposed to be impenetrable. Amari drops to the floor, runs inside. The vault is a wide, dark space with little spotlights shining down on long rows of pedestals, um, similar to the ones that were in the uh, first tryout. Um, she looks around for Dylan, but doesn't see anyone until Dylan steps into a spotlight of a pedestal. Um, he says, Amari, there's someone else in here. She asks how they got past the door, but Dylan says it was open when he got there. They're, they're you know, just kind of looking around for the intruder. A voice whispers in Amari's ear, looking for me. She spins around to find a girl dressed in all black, backing away from her, and she fades into the shadows. Amari tells Dylan that she saw the thief. Dylan, like, so they're just, they're like trying to figure out what's happening. It's, it's giving like, you know, they're in the dark. She's like, over here, no, over here. Like trying to, you know. Um, the thief snaps her fingers and all the spotlights shut off at once. She's a technologist, says Dylan. That must be how she got in. Which, dang, your your great vault, the best that like magic can buy, can't get past the technologist. Like, y'all really need some magicians on your payroll. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> Again, just like just yeah, not doing what you need to be doing. Um blocking your blessings. Wasted by your own putard. Mm-hmm. Um, are you two trainees going to arrest me? The girl teases. Dylan gasped. Um, Amari, he stutters. I know that voice. Shouts pull her eyes to the door. Um, a bunch of aid or overhead lights click on and a crowd of agents rush in the direction. Um, uh, Van Helsing asks what they're doing in there. And Amari explains that there's a girl in black. Dylan says, dad, it's, but he gets cut off. So he's like about to tell his dad something. Um, he gets cut off by someone else who's shouting above us. The girl in black races along the ceiling. Um, the agents fire blast after blast, but none of them comes close. When she reaches the hallway, she drops to the floor and pulls off her mask. Maria Van Helsing smirks and gives them a bow. Then she taps at her transporter armband and vanishes. Bum, bum, bum. Um, so Amari realizes that Quentin was betrayed by his own partner. Um... And so she, Amari is like, you know, feeling bad about that and then realizes that, or then thinks about the black book, which is the whole reason that, you know, the magician's apprentice would be breaking into the great vault in the first place. But so she asks the director, but he's frozen in place. Um, Cause he's over here shocked about Maria being a magician and Fiona um, not her being a thief mind you her right. being a magician well, being, I think it's both I think it's the magician and being the actual apprentice because all of this information is coming to him at the same time um, a few other agents dash further into the vault Fiona stops suddenly throwing her hand over her mouth a pedestal sits empty so the black book now, is gone bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. It's, uh, it's rough out here yeah alright MVP my MVP is Magnus, if y'all were, I don't know if that's shocking yeah. information at this point, but it's great. I was, I wasn't sure. I didn't really have an MVP. And then you, we were talking and it's Magnus as well. 
for basically all the reasons now. that you made him MVP because you mm-hmm. convinced me mid recording to change my vote. <laughs> I think as soon as y'all ca- uh, said that he was Mac, I was like, oh, they did it. For me, um, I'm gonna say it's Elsie. She did not. She made probably the worst decision she's made so far. But it was like within her, like being a friend and being worried about Amari and knowing how little the adults worry about Amari. So she's like, her feelings are very well warranted. Like, if what if director Ben Helsing was on that stuff and Magnus had been like too uh, preoccupied, like who would have been the person that would have made sure Amari got safe? It would have been Elsie. So I am not going to take deduct points from her too much from that. Um, I think it's within, well within her character, and I appreciate her for that. I mean, I guess. I love Elsie. So I agree, I but also... Even have, I yeah, get it. The no, danger. I agree, but I'm also like the, the my my um, hesitation for the potential survivor's guilt that could befall Amari if something had happened to Elsie because she was trying to find, help her. But the frontal cortex does not always be frontal cortexing. So um, you were also correct. Both yeah. All right, benched. I'm benching the apprentice. Okay. Um, I think, like, I do. <laughs> in the way that, like, we talk about like heist movies and stuff like that, I do really like the idea of like having this huge. Um, distraction to hide like oh we think we're being attacked but actually we're being robbed like I love that part so like shout out to the apprentice for like a pretty cool plan um but yeah the whole thing just is you know props for being evil in a cool way but you're still evil so you're bitch <laughs> yeah that's real Agreed. I think it was it was it was a flash. Like, again, magicians are really like the department, the, the bureau in general is just leaving. Like, they there's so much potential. A whole here. magician unit of investigators would be so dope. Mm-hmm. They need to step their game up because mm-hmm. look at what they can do. Yeah, I bench the department of supernatural investigations and i had a really strong reason i'm trying to get dial it back let me look and see my notes i think this <laughs> overarching one was that for the what the main overarching one for me is that i i'm probably really am benching the apprentice but because we don't know who that is yet i can't really go in on why i'm so pissed off at the apprentice right now um so i will later but here's my thing the Supernatural Investigations Department is supposed is doing their best. Like, this is their best. Y'all don't have any early detection. Y'all have not been, like, figuring out, like, at least, like, having alerts that can get y'all, like, preventative measures, like some kind of shielding, something. Y'all, this is your best. This is your best. I can't do, I can't deal with this being our best. And especially them like being ready to like goon like just like goon squad on a 12 year old on amari in a backstage and try to take her out somehow knowing that this is their best 
makes all the behavior, like all of the different agents in Van Helsing's behavior in this chapter that much worse. Um, and I really can't, like, I, like, I think this shows why in so many ways that like, Van Helsing should not be the director and how inept um, he's made this department because it's like people who can run off on command and they know their missions and how to like step in are doing well, but that's on like the power of them knowing how to do their jobs. But it's not necessarily on the the, the unit um, being prepared for like what happens if the bureau is attacked. Like why ha why doesn't the bureau have better defensive measures in place? What is going on? Like I don't know. For me, in a big place with all these big supernatural creatures. Um, I just don't understand why they're so underprepared and underprotected. And so I see that as a failing of the department um, and as Ben Helsing's reign as director overall. So what happens mm -hmm. when you're a department of nepotism run amok? Yeah. Like said, you don't get the best. You get the most connected. All right. Well, Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week for chapter 30. Uh, Wizard Team was brought to you by Black Nerds Create. If you want to keep up with our other content, you can check out our website at blacknerdscreate.com. Follow us on Twitter at blknerdscreate, at Yana Rodit, at Robin underscore Rambles, and at Porshia. Follow us on Instagram and Tumblr at Black Nerds Create, and subscribe to our monthly magic newsletter. And don't forget to rate and review. Bye, y'all. Bye.